Welcome to Ask the Pastors, a segment of the West Hills podcast, where you have the opportunity to ask your questions and receive biblically grounded, pastorally sensitive answers from our pastoral staff. My name is Brian. I'm your host, and I'm also one of the pastors on staff. I'm joined by Pastor Thad. Hey, everyone. And our lead pastor, Will. What's up? And in this episode, we will be addressing a three-part question submitted by Jake Mitchell. Jake, thanks so much for your question. Uh, So I'll start by reading off those three parts, and we'll jump in. Uh, The first part, why do some Catholics believe that Mary, mother of Jesus, and the saints can intercede for them? Part two, if they are praying to a saint or Mary, are their prayers heard and or answered? Part three, is this idolatry as they are worshiping and putting the importance of sinful humans over Christ as the only true intercessor of our prayers? It's a great question. Yeah. Um, Pastor Will, would you uh, like to read something for us to answer question one? I would. Thank awesome. you, Jake, for the question. It is a good one. And actually, as I think Brian and Thad and I have all realized over the last uh hour and a half or so, uh, an even better question than maybe we originally bargained for because we uh, had scheduled to record this about an hour and a half ago, and then I texted them and said, I'm coming across some arguments here that I I need a little bit more time to research and have a a good rebuttal for, and uh, that turned into about, like I said, an hour and a half later. So this is a very interesting uh, question, and... um, theology kind of behind this for Catholics. So let me read, you know, in maybe no one other than, I guess actually the Pope does speak on behalf of all Catholics, but <laughs> but here is, uh, here is a Catholic writing for catholicanswers.com. Uh, so I feel like it's fair to hear the argument in, you know, quote their own words. Why pray to Mary and saints if you can pray to Jesus directly? So here, here is a Catholic answer to that question. Well, if we shouldn't pray to Mary, who is in heaven, because Jesus is everywhere, uh, why would we ask anyone here on earth to pray for us if we can pray directly to Jesus? Some will cite 1 Timothy 2.5 to argue against praying to Mary and the other saints. Um, and uh, we, I, Let me go ahead and read that, because that is a big text for us who don't pray to Mary and the saints, um, or through them, or, or with them, or whatever. Um, preposition you want to use there, uh, which uh, not to make light of the prepositions are going to be uh, important. So we'll come back to that too. But first Timothy two five, for the Protestant case here is for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So you know we who are not Catholic would say there, there's no room, there's no need for Mary for saints to intercede for us. We go straight to God the Father um, through Christ His Son. Um, and so we'll look at other texts for that, but that's a big text for us, First Timothy 2.5. So again, back to the Catholic, some will cite this to argue against praying to Mary and other saints, but that understanding of Jesus' one mediatorship would necessarily exclude asking others here on earth to pray for us as well. In contrast, Jesus exhorts us to pray not simply for ourselves, but for others, um, because Jesus knows intercessory prayers, draw us closer together in him, and can also help foster um, Others' prayers. And in that light, there's no competition when we ask someone to pray for us, including petitioning Mary and the saints, because they are collaborator, collaborators with God, not competitors. Indeed, apart from Jesus, 
uh, they nor anyone else could do anything, John 15. And so we are members of the mystical body of Christ. And um, so we should have concern for the spiritual well-being of others. In addition, um, St. James says the prayers of a righteous man on earth avails much with God, James 5. Uh, and so how much more would prayers from one who has finished the race and now reigns with Christ in heaven be effective for us? And that would include not only the Blessed Mother, Mary, but also St. Paul, who demonstrated a great concern for the faithful while he lived here on earth. You know, Paul is also always praying for others. Um, but does it make any sense then that Paul would care less for our spiritual well-being having attained heaven? And uh, I would say it does, but we'll come back to that too. And Mary stands preeminent among the saints as she is a spiritual mother of Christians, Revelation 12, 17. And again, uh, we didn't even talk about this, but that, that passage, Revelation 12, 17, and their in, Catholic's interpretation of Mary as, uh, as the woman who's giving birth to the child mm. in Revelation 12, who's going to fight against the dragon, is, what, were you going to talk about that? Ah. I can handle that one. Okay, well, I was going to say, we, we would interpret it that differently, right? That's, that is the birth of Christ, Christ mm -hmm. and that is dragon Satan, so Christ is fighting against the dragon. But hmm. we're probably going to interpret the woman there as a metaphor for Israel, mm -hmm. right? Who From whom Christ, his lineage was from Israel, and so um, the woman is not Mary. So anyway, we're, we're going to interpret that differently than Catholics. Little wonder then that the elders in heaven. Okay, so here's here's the one text that that cost the, us the one text that cost us an hour and a half of of wrestling over this. Big one. Little wonder then that the elders in heaven bring the prayers of the saints here on earth to God's heavenly throne in Revelation five verse eight, thereby performing an undeniable intercessory prayer. So that th this, uh, let me just read that. Um, verse while we're talking about this. Revelation 5.8 says, When God had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So Catholics are going to interpret that as the 24 elders are some, you know, representative of the deceased saints or something in heaven who have gone before us, who are now taking prayers of the saints, collecting them in a bowl, and then bringing them before Christ. So to them, this is clear evidence, biblical evidence of intercessory prayer on our behalf by um, saints in heaven. So... We're going to have to deal with Revelation 5.8. And, um, and again, that's what we've been researching, mm -hmm. other, other interpretations of, of Revelation 5.8. And who are these elders? And, and you know, Why do they have bowls of prayers? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, okay, so we'll come back. Finally, St. Paul thanks the Corinthians for their intercessory prayers because God grants blessings and answer to many prayers, 2 Corinthians 1. And again, if we can intercede for each other on earth in such a fruitful way, how much more so saints in heaven? So... Thad, you want to go first and try and answer this? Uh, That's, the the Catholic Catholic argument. That's the Catholic mm -hmm. argument. That's the Catholic argument. I can't. Oh, Tom Nash. Tom Nash. Catholic mm -hmm. Tom Nash. Uh, do you want to answer Brother Tom or maybe not Brother Tom? <laughs> Will we see Tom in heaven if he prays to saints? 
Yeah, this uh, again, just Jake. What a what a great question for us, and and as we said, that this is this is one that caused us a lot of research and even debating. Do we have a a, a good enough answer? to give today on the podcast that if we can't answer that what, what's the point of recording this question so i'll i'll offer up just a first uh place of humility and saying like the best i can do with revelation 5 in interpreting it and applying it to the whole of scriptures with this line of questioning because this is the one verse uh, the one passage that seems to indicate, yeah, when the saints take our prayers to Jesus. And and I would, in reading Revelation and the first couple chapters of it, that these 24 elders that we read are not just a conglomeration of saints. That in researching, uh, the Catholic Church has thousands uh, of saints and so it doesn't give a specific number of 24 of who it would be but this is a, a representation of the church that the 24 elders represent the church uh, and as they're coming with these bowls full of the prayers of the saints that this is the prayers of the saints throughout all of history that these are not the prayers that are being carried to Jesus to will you answer these but these are all of prayers throughout all of history that have been prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done. After this is a announcement of Jesus coming to fulfill all the covenant promises that are made in the scriptures in the book of Revelation. That as they're coming to him, that these 24 elders in the prayers, I the best I can come to are synonymous with one another. That is not a... 24 literal people in heaven coming presenting these but these 24 elders and prayers of the saints are equal in who they represent and that is the whole of the church and we agonized over this we did. Right, for literally reading all six commentaries on revelation that i have in my office none of them were any help uh and a, do- a couple dozen articles on on uh, line just googling for why do the 24 elders bring the saints' prayers to Jesus mm-hmm. in Revelation 5.8? Mm-hmm. And just trying to who are these elders? Who are these saints? And why why this this intercession? Why can't the you know the prayers of the saints come directly to the Lamb seemingly? And that's the best that Thad and I anyway could come up with is it seems like maybe um, the first few verses and even going back to verse six between the throne of the four living creatures among the elders i saw the lamb with seven horns seven eyes seven spirits so there's obviously revelation you you, you almost have to discuss the this symbolic nature of revelation Mm -hmm. to to Mm -hmm. answer this objection or this um catholic um argument for for intercessory prayer amongst saints or something but um I, it, it's very symbolic imagery, and so the best we can come up with is, um, and again, couldn't find this anywhere else, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just like us sh- shooting from the hip and trying to figure this out on our own, is that um, the first, you know, three quarters of Revelation 5, 8 are John's vision, 
so it's symbolic. It's 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 a vision. It's um, the the imagery. He when it's a scroll and the four living creatures and the twenty four elders falling down before the Lamb, holding a harp, golden bowls full of incense, and then this last phrase, which are the prayers of the saints, is John's kind of pressing pause on the imagery and now switching to interpretation for mm-hmm. us. So kind of like Jesus will sometimes tell a parable and then his disciples will be, what was that? And he say, okay, well, the seed was, you know, the, the gospel and the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the four soils were this person, this person, and the thorns. And, and so he'll interpret. So these, this last phrase, mm-hmm. the prayers of the saints, is interpreting just um, who what the bowl is so the bowl of incense is the prayers and the 24 elders are the saints mm-hmm. so it's it's the it's the elders bringing the bowl is the saints bringing their own prayers mm-hmm. and we have in in huh. the old testament in uh, the psalms of this image picture of the burning of incense is the lifting up of our prayers to god that as the incense goes up is a representation of our prayers going up as well. And and as we said, like this is our best humble approach as we really did well, search for a different answer. Well, and we this. didn't, you know, we don't want to do a whole episode necessarily on Revelation 5.8 here, but it is the one text, mm-hmm. you know, and that that is maybe we're bearing the lead here, but maybe the, you know, the lead should be like, why, why shouldn't we pray mm-hmm. to... Saints and Mary, yeah, because sure. there's nothing else in all the Bible that would even suggest mm-hmm. that we should pray to anyone other than God directly through Christ His Son. Mm-hmm. I mean, and mm-hmm. we can look at text after text again of the yeah. direct uh, call to again First Timothy two five. There's one mediator between God and men, mm-hmm. man Christ Jesus. Ephesians two seventeen eighteen. Uh, Christ came to preach peace. Those of you who are far and near, through him we have access in one spirit to the Father. So through Christ we've got access. Ephesians 3.12, Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith. Hebrews 10, 19 and 20, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, because he's uh, uh, new, uh, by the new and living way he opened for us through uh, the curtain that is through his flesh. So his Christ's sacrifice for us has opened that direct access to, to God our Father for us. Hebrews 4.16, let us with confidence then draw near mm-hmm. to the throne of grace. Romans 8.34, uh, Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God interceding for us. 1 John 2.1, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. Hebrews 7.25, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So Christ is always living at the right hand of the Father, interceding. We know what Jesus is doing right now in heaven for us. He is constantly living to uh, to make intercession for the saints. Mm-hmm. So that's what Christ is doing. So you know, part of it too, then to, you know, for us as Protestants, we would extrapolate from that to say that we need any further intercession to be made beyond Christ. Mm-hmm. Is again, it's the it's the Jesus plus. Gospel, Something. gospel mm-hmm. of the Catholics is like mm-hmm. Jesus is not enough, so we need Jesus plus. You know, the Bible's not enough. We need Bible plus tradition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and Jesus is not enough. We need Jesus plus the saints or something like that. And and so that becomes problematic. Now, again, if we go back though to uh, to try and if if a Catholic friend um, was sitting here in the room 
you know, Joe Catholic, who is, uh, let's say, the best version, not just the straw man that it's easy for the mm-hmm. Protestants to, to, to beat down and defeat, but, you know, an enlightened, Bible-loving Catholic here, would, I think, would make that argument. But aren't you Protestants then guilty of the same when you go to your life group every week and say, hey, pray for me this week? You know, why would I, why would I ask anybody, why would I ask other, you know, when we have our mm-hmm. pr- pr- uh, pastor's meeting every Tuesday, you know, we share prayer requests. Well, we share prayer requests too. And so clearly we're asking others to pray for us. Is that sinful? I mean, if we can just go straight to God ourselves, why would I ask you to pray for me, Thad? Why would I ask you to pray for me, Brian? Mm-hmm. So I think this, this objection or this argument, I guess, from uh, Tom Nash does hold, at first glance, seem to hold some weight because... You know, they're just they're just taking this idea of intercessory prayer here on earth and saying sure. how much more so the intercessory power of those in, in heaven. So I think to me, where I would have to go next in my counter argument to that would be to to explore biblically the question of what are the believers who have gone before us and are now deceased and now with the Lord in heaven, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Is there any great question? Is there any room biblically to um, postulate that they are sitting around listening to our prayers and then you know praying along with us? Because if there is, then I think <laughs> the Catholics make a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that, do you want to <laughs> take that one? What are what are um, deceased believers doing right now in heaven? And we know what Jesus is doing. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, Hebrews 7, 25. Mm-hmm. What are the other believers um, who are not Jesus doing in heaven right now? At a, at a very simplistic answer, they are worshiping. We have all throughout the Revelations pictures of those who are worshiping around the throne, that mm-hmm. that is the primary uh objective for those who are in heaven that they are worshiping uh that they are doing that i think there could be a case made that they are doing more than that what is the fulfillment of the picture we see in eden of uh, adam and eve cultivating the land naming the animals given roles i believe that heaven is an even better than eden what does that fully look like? I don't know. But the primary purpose of saints, those who are believers who have trusted in Christ as their Savior, who have passed and are now in heaven, in glory, their primary purpose is worshiping. Mm-hmm. To say that they are, because we also understand that worship can be done through work, which is what makes me think that with the future that there is some work aspect of bringing worship back to God. But to say that someone who has gone from earth to heaven, that they're now dwelling on earthly things is a distraction from worship. So that those who are in heaven are worshiping God. Wouldn't it be a distraction for them to be drawn to earthly matter such as i'm going to pray to my grandfather who has passed away mm-hmm. since you're closer to jesus will you take my prayer to him mm-hmm. um so i think at a simplistic level okay. 
the theologically correct answer is worship. That is what is yeah. going on mm-hmm. in heaven. Yeah, we. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. We we did, I did actually. I guess it was me before. Ask the pastors plural. Um, I recorded an episode of Ask the Pastor a couple years ago now on the question of uh, will we be conscious of what's going on here on earth when we're in heaven? And um, my my simple one-word answer to that on that podcast was no, I don't think so. Um, but you know, anyway, maybe we'll link that in the show notes. But I, I do think, um, yeah, to agree with you, Thad, I just, uh, and I, I probably, again, probably a whole nother podcast episode on what will we be doing in heaven once we're dead. I, I do think there's a differentiation in scripture between the, what we call the intermediate state. Mm-hmm. So um, what be, deceased believers are experiencing right now in heaven and then new the heaven, new heaven earth. and new earth. And so that's where I was going to go is I think the, hmm. to me, I think the new heaven and new earth, it seems like, okay, yeah, that's the new Eden. You know, there's, you get the picture in revelation of the, the streams and the trees and mm-hmm. it's kind of like the return to the garden only better. And so maybe there's that, maybe there's a role for cultivation and work and stuff. I don't know to me, maybe, um, Oh, yeah, Brian found it. Okay, ask the pastor number eight from two years ago. Can deceased loved ones see us from heaven? So anyway, we'll, we'll uh, share that too. But yeah, um, I, I agree with, with that. I think we're, when you're in the, over and over again in the New Testament, it talks about, you know, Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. You got the um, Jesus parable in Luke 16 of the rich man and Lazarus. And Lazarus goes to Abraham's bosom and, it just seems like, you know, when you're with Jesus in heaven in paradise, you know, again, not to make it sound, but you got better things to do than to listen to people's prayers down here. Like being with Jesus is so much, how could you be distracted, like you said, by this? And so, um, yeah, I, I, tend to, I tend to lean that way as well, again, without a ton of text. But I think that the biggest thing is just that they're, the Catholics really don't, other than Revelation 5 eight, there, mm-hmm. there is, you know, if Mary or the saints or anyone had that kind of intercessory power over prayer, don't you think that God would have made it clear? Uh, that in, instead in his of Paul yeah. instructing us to pray for other believers, yeah. have other believers pray for us, you yeah. say, no, you should be praying. Exactly. Yeah. Like he would have said, hey, you know, pray for one another. And also while you're at it, throw up a request to Mary to intercede for you um, or whatever, but he, he didn't do that. He, but there are, again, there are lots of, lots of exhortations mm-hmm. as we both agree with, with the Catholics yeah. to intercede for one another, yeah. Ephesians 6, 8 and Philippians 1, 19 and first Timothy, even first Timothy 2, 1 through 5, right before the Christ, our only mediator passage is make mm-hmm. intercession for all the saints and for one another. But again, Paul's writing that to the church, the mm-hmm. ones who are living, who are here. Yeah. And to me, the fact that he, he doesn't say anything about that intercession by those who have gone before us a big deal. Um, is, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a big deal. So, um, I don't know. That's, that's, I think, all I got on it. Um, That's great. Anything so, else you want to add? on this list of questions, yeah. are our prayers heard if mm. someone prays to Mary or the saints? Mm. Are they heard by God? I would say, oh, are those prayers heard by God? Well, and again, I one thing that does need to be said here is um, I think uh, the, the best version of 
a, a Catholic answer to all this would say that we're not actually praying to Mary and the saints. Again, the prepositions. We're praying uh, to God and requesting prayer from Mary and the saints or asking them to pray with us or for us. So um, the object of your prayer, the, you know, who you're praying to is really important. And so, um, you know, to the extent that a Catholic who you know, is trusted in Jesus as their Savior from their sins is praying to God the Father uh, through Christ, their Savior, who intercedes for them, they also believe in Hebrews 7, um, but also adding, hey, while you're at it, Mary, would you also intercede for me? You know, I don't, again, this is just me, who knows, but I don't think that God is going to, the, the minute they, they throw Mary in, say, oh, I don't, I'm not listening to that prayer anymore. I would, I would tend to think, okay, God still loves this person. God, you know, um, hears their prayers and that the Mary part maybe is just superfluous because no, I don't think that Mary, that Mary is going to hear that, um, prayer and pick that up and, and then turn around from worshiping God to stop worshiping God, to intercede for that person. I think it's just superfluous. Um, so the best version of it would be that. (laughs) Now I do think that what we see in actual, like written prescribed Catholic prayers like the Hail Mary seems to come dangerously close, not just to asking Mary to pray, but it it seems like it's on that verge of Mm -hmm. praying to Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's where I think that it's just to me where it becomes more dangerous is just in practice. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you start going down this, 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 trail and and I think for most lay Catholics who don't sit around thinking and studying this you know when they when they go through catechism and they get taught about you know prayers and Mary and the Saints role like it, it what it lends itself to is you know for the 13 year old Catholic who's hears about all the Hail Marys they're thinking well I guess I guess I don't have access to God directly. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's the only reason I can think of of why I would need to, mm-hmm. wow. to go to Mary and go to the saints. And that's, that's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And yes, so yes. I think that's where some of this theology playing itself out in real life can, could, could, and not just could, has really been detrimental mm-hmm. to probably millions of billions of Catholics uh, throughout the, the centuries is mm-hmm. you've got all these people you know, sort of being, being uh, misled into mm-hmm. thinking, well, I, I guess I must not have direct. And, and right. because again, I mean, the, let's just face it, Catholic illiteracy of scripture is rampant still mm-hmm. today, unfortunately. And, um, and so, you know, they're not necessarily going to know First Timothy 2.15 and Ephesians 2 and Ephesians 3 and Hebrews 7. And they're not going to know, hey, man, I can go straight to God the Father. They just hear, oh, well, mom and dad and yeah. the priest pray, you know, they're, they're talking about marrying your prayers. I guess that's mm-hmm. just what we do. So that that for would sure be not. my warning against the, the danger of it, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you know, it, at best, it's, it's superfluous and you know, just irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And at, at worst, it's very misleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which maybe is a good bridge to question number question three, three from Jake. Yeah. Is this idolatry as they are worshiping or putting importance on sinful humans over Christ as the true intercessor? So, I don't know, Thad, Brian, what would you say? Is it, is it idolatry? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would say yes. Like in my yeah. reading of Catholic 
doctrine and having conversations with them that there is a significance significant elevation of Mary and the saints that they hold some special position of power and mm-hmm. authority and as a Protestant I would argue worship that is given to them a a uh, an unholy reverence that is veneration yeah and mm-hmm. so I would say yeah it, it yeah. is it is idolatry and and even to go back to what you just said about do they does God hear prayers like at best yes and some of it could be just a growing uh, in sanctification of someone reading the scriptures who's who's grown up in Catholic tradition and is now reading the scriptures for himself and coming to new mm-hmm. understanding and wondering like if Mary is really so important why is there not more written about her in mm-hmm. the rest of the New Testament by mm-hmm. totally. Paul or Peter or James mm-hmm. and so I would say yes it is idolatry and and that's wrong. Yeah. And I would say I it certainly can be. Can be. Could be. Like, I, again, mm-hmm. if I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, I think it, it could be just just unnecessary, um, yeah. superfluous. But but I would imagine in a lot of cases it, it does slip into idolatry, um, yeah. you know, and like you said, that unhealthy veneration, um, potentially, also, I mean, worship is a strong word, but potentially mm-hmm. even worship and Again, given the benefit of the doubt, is it, as Jake said, putting importance of uh, on sinful humans over Christ? Again, I think the best version of, of a Catholic would say, not at all. You know, Jesus is always more important, so it's not important. If, if they're not competitors, it's not Mary over Jesus. Um, Jesus is, is still, you know, the highest. Um, it's just a another intercessor on our behalf but um yeah i i i think it's it's dangerous Mm -hmm. and um at at the at the very least so uh, and and could could be idolatrous so Mm -hmm. um something that well said yeah no no need for it as we've said um we have direct access to to christ and um you know and, and yeah, while we're here, still here on earth and caught up in earthly things and have the benefit of being able to pray for one another, we should do that and we should heed scripture's admonition to do that and pray for one another and, and lift up our, our burdens. But, but to me, um, we look forward to a day when we've got better things to do than, than pray mm-hmm. for all the brokenness of, of this world because we'll be free from it. Mm-hmm. And, Amen. uh, Christ alone will be the one who, who will be interceding on behalf of that brokenness. So. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Pastors. Remember that you can submit your questions by visiting the info bar at West Hills or by asking them online through our website at www.westhillsstl.org. And don't forget to join us again next week where we address the question, how can a good God harden people's hearts? If you enjoyed this week's episode, hit that like button, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.